All right, now we're going to talk tennis. Special edition of the Money Mitch Effect where we're breaking down nothing but the tennis lines and this week's Rogers Cup in Canada. Brett Connors is on the show. BC, always good to talk to you. Money Mitch, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We got a Masters event for the men, another you know sizable tournament for the women. Uh, this is a fun one. We're getting ready. All roads leading to the U.S. Open, so I know we had to come back on to talk about the hardcore season really popping off in this summer yeah we uh moved to the hard courts and uh, after some of the smaller hardcore warm-ups we're, we're into the big one so uh in canada this week and cincinnati next week and then on to the u.s open so looking forward to it yeah already some uh, some scores and, and stuff to uh, discuss and digest early also should point out that it's kind of cool that the two tournaments are in different cities in canada they split it off between toronto and montreal alternating the men and women each year the men are in montreal this year the women are in toronto and we're going to start with them brett a lot to uh, go over first but i do want to bring up the fact that we saw yet again another top 50 loss for sloan stevens last night so the sloan roller coaster has been mostly out of order this uh this year because it's been pretty brutal to say the least with uh, some of these losses yeah i mean she's disappointing i guess to say the least but i can't say it's surprising i feel like uh i kind of have a theory that anytime one of these uh wta players is happens to be getting married or going through some stuff off the court in a relationship it's maybe distracting a little bit and i know sloan's you know pretty recently engaged and is probably going through her wedding and we saw wozniacki kind of fall off a little bit when she was going through the same situation it's a lot to juggle so maybe sloan's just distracted not really focusing 100 percent on tennis right now yeah i mean i kind of agree with you on that and she has shown that she's inconsistent in the past but i'm gonna say it's slightly surprising because we've reached the quality of opposition low Peterson last week in this qualifier from the Czech Republic, Buzkova. Good wins for them, obviously, but she's losing in straight sets to players that aren't really in her stratosphere. I think that's part of it. She's gotten beaten every time she's played Kanta this year, but Kanta's made major semifinals and deep runs in tournaments, so I think there's a distraction there as well, but it's just a brutal performance from her, and it's probably going to cost her the top ten ranking depending on how other players do she was a finalist here a year ago but it does also highlight brett the unpredictability of the women's game we don't know what we're looking at every tournament but it seems like we keep saying eight to ten easily could win each tournament who do you think going into rounds two and three looks pretty promising on your end to maybe be a favorite this week uh i mean it's kind of tough because we haven't seen you know some of the seeds play yet we haven't seen osaka and serena Halep's out there right now against Brady. Um, I don't know, man. Like you said, it's so difficult on the women's side. You know, you can throw a dart, you know, at mm-hmm. probably 20 names, and, and, and they all could have a chance. But I kind of think Serena might have a chance. I know I've been saying this for a while. I think <laughs> yeah. Serena at some point is going to, like, win a tournament. You know, like, I know she's out there working hard, so she's, she's doing that with the goal of trying to win something. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she'd like to – she'd like to get a win in before the, the u.s open so maybe someone like her and though she would play osaka kind of early on it'd be interesting that'd be an interesting match if we get it three-time champion is serena of the rogers cup won her first all the way back in 2001 should also point out that ash barty lost to kennan another big win for kennan who beat serena at the french open beats barty in three sets 
Barty, if Osaka wins today, is going to lose her number one ranking. So Barty kind of getting snake bitten by this, win a tournament, get some success, uh, and then immediately falter plague that's been uh, going over in the women's game as well. So Barty losing, didn't play her best, but Kennan seems to be a little game in some of these big matches. For sure, man. I mean, Kennan was plus, she was a three-to-one dog yesterday. But, I mean, you know, Barty's great. She's number one. But Barty isn't a number one where she's, like, making every final. You know what I mean? She's not, like, some dominating player. She just happens to be the one holding the number one seed at the time, you know? like. So I feel like, you know, who in the women's side, unless it's maybe someone like Serena, you know, or Ori or Osaka, someone who can overpower you, you know, the number one seed's almost always going to be, like, overvalued, you know? Like, they're going to be, their odds are going to be overinflated. So um, I like Cannon, man. She doesn't back down at all. Like you said, she she's played some big matches, beating Serena at the French. And and even when she's, you know, in these matches and she starts to struggle, she gets mad at herself instead right. of, you know, like, at the moment. Like, you can tell that the moment the moment's not too big, you know? Yeah, and uh, I was just going to ask you if you can remember anyone serving the way she does with that toss. Yeah, the no look. It's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's been beaten into her brain for a long time because to be able to do that, it's just kind of weird. But that's the top section. No Ash Barty in it. She's going to play another good uh, another good player, Yastremska, out of the Ukraine. And that's another young, uh, young good matchup in the third round. Benchit scourges today. You mentioned uh, some of the other matches. Svitolina is the highest seed left, the only seed left in that region other than Benchich. Plays Siniak, but she's b- winning right now as well. Mention those six names, Brett. That's uh, take your pick because I think any one of them has the game to make a play through there. Svitolina is one that has had success at this tournament before. Seems to do well in these tournaments, not necessarily majors, and uh, I could definitely see her being a favorite to win, especially with some of the top seeds out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our, our girl Azarenka had another tough early early round loss. Still hoping that she can kind of make it back at some point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Any one of those names, you wouldn't be surprised if they came out of that half of the draw. I mean, Pliskova is a good hardcore player. Big serve, big forehand. You know, should this should benefit her. But Burton's, Burton's looked pretty good in her first round match, only losing three games. Um yeah, I don't know. I think it's tough. Maybe maybe this is a week for Pliskova to kind of finally get some momentum going into the U.S. Open. Yeah, she had a tough, she's in that section too, had a tough uh, three-set victory today over Allie Risk, who's been playing some better tennis recently. Pliskova gets Kontavit. She's almost like that lurking uh, trap for a lot of these players. She's always hovering, it seems, right in that 15 to 20 range and uh, could be could be a problem for her. But Pliskova serves while well. she's got a hard court premier title to her name we'll see what she can do as well we, we also yeah. got to talk about brett the health of a lot of these players too because you mentioned burton's looks good she's been battling injuries and drescu beats bouchard yesterday in a three-set match he plays kataskina uh Dari kataskina coming up and then that's the burton section she's got some big game ability as well if these players start to look better and that's kind of getting into the betting side of things i think you need to wait and see a few matches for these players coming back from injury because if they're healthy sure they can make a deep run but we don't know if that's the case yeah for sure i mean that castle andrescu match could be entertaining andrescu is kind of fun to watch i'm glad yeah. she's back after her, her injury she's kind of got some variety and a little kind of a quirky game and she has the slices and the drop shots and 
she's fun. So if she were to get through and play Burton's, that could be kind of an interesting matchup. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet on any of these players when they're coming back, you know, in the first round, first round or two, just because you don't know if they're just how their body is. So it's probably better to wait and see, and you know, get a feel for how they look in their early round match. Yeah, it certainly is. And again, if Andrescu beats beats Kaskin and what should be an entertaining match and plays Burton's, that should be pretty fun to see as well. Uh, Brett, if you look at kind of the bottom section of this before we get into some individual matchups, we like Ostapenko still uh, is going to play Pavly at Jankova, and uh, that's the Sloan Stevens section that opened up. So that's an opportunity for both of them to get to a potential fourth round uh, quarterfinal matchup, I should say. Donna Vekic beat Madison Keys yesterday, and Keys's game is just really struggling right now. That's somebody that. Uh, I don't know if it's mental with her. I know she's had injury issues and got treatment, but I don't know if Keys is teetering on that mental, uh, I don't want to say breakdown, but mentally she seems like she's not at that level she was when she was reaching her successes. Yeah, man. I mean, she looked okay when she was up 40 love serving for the match yesterday. Her health looked pretty good there. So <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd, have, I'd, have, <laughs> I'd have to say it was more of a mental breakdown at that point, but I know she was, she was kind of fighting back tears as she walked off the court. She probably needs to kind of reassess and kind of, you know, figure out what's going on with her and, and focus and try and, you know, get herself back together. Cause she's got one of the biggest games on the tour. She's one of those people where I can never kind of figure it out because her serve her forehand, she hits the ball harder than a lot of the guys do, you know, and it's just, she can shorten the points and she's good on, you know, multiple surfaces and, yeah, it's just I think her the, the mental side for her is the part that gets her trouble. Yeah, two straight first-round exits, and uh, I think we're starting to also see with her, she kind of struggles in these three-set matches, at least recently. So we'll we'll monitor that. But you know who could emerge in this wide-open section, Brett, is your girl with the wild card, Kuzi. Yep. Yes, sir. She, she looks she fit now. Nice. I will say she looks like she's in better shape than she's been in a long time. Well, she had an extra week to work out at the gym when uh, she was denied a visa to defend her title in Washington last week, which is pretty funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm always a Koozie fan, so she looked pretty good in her first-round match winning easily. She gets Vekic next, so that that should be a pretty fun one, actually. Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to see if she could go on a run. I think Ostapenko could make a little run here. She kind of, to me, looks like she's gotten in a little better shape. I know people have said she's gotten a little out of shape there after you know her success with the French a couple years ago, but she gets Pavlyuchenkova, and then that would be to play Buskova. So I mean, there's a there's a little little road for her to do a little damage. I do want to bring this up just because I think it's worth mentioning, but starting to see a little better net game from her. Maybe that's the result of playing some doubles and getting more reps there. But yeah, Ostapenko could be. We look at Halep, and I know she's down early in her match, still really early as we record this against Jen Brady, but interested to see this tournament and Cincinnati, how she plays after that Wimbledon title. I know she's now got her second major, but it's a lot, especially when you win that first Wimbledon, but I can only imagine what she's been going through, the media appearances, and just having to get back to tennis and try to get rid of some of that outside noise. Yeah, man, like... Uh... Uh, we were saying before Wimbledon how we were, you know, we thought kind of she had she had kind of relaxed a little after winning her French, you know, and she had finally gotten that elusive Grand Slam, and that she kind of maybe, you know, taken a step back, and and then all of a sudden she goes out and wins Wimbledon. So 
that was she, that was definitely surprising to me. I didn't think that she maybe had that run in her, especially on the grass, probably her least favorite surface. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like Halep's game. She's fun. She seems like a really nice person. If you follow her on social media, she seems really cool. Um, I was happy for her success. I don't know if she's going to be able to just keep carrying it on. You know, she doesn't kind of have the overpowering game that it takes on hardcore to just dominate. But you know, I, that doesn't mean she's not able to make some deep runs in these tournaments. Yeah, and this section might be, if she can win today, obviously a blessing for her with some of the upsets that have taken place to kind of ease back into playing at a high level. Uh, in the last section, the bottom of the draw, Serena Williams is the eighth seed. She plays Elise Mertens, a uh, tricky-ish player to play of the Belgian player. But after that, it, it looks like a collision course with her and Osaka. If Osaka's got her head on straight, Wozniacki's in there as well. I want to see Serena Osaka again, Brett, and I got to think, Based on Naomi kind of acknowledging that it's been t rough and she's feeling a little better now, it seems like she's got her head on straight, she's doing a little better, and we should see that matchup in the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, definitely like to see that matchup. Um, Osaka's just like the weirdest story almost of the year, just because, you know, she wins two Grand Slams in a row, breaks on the scene, and then her coach breaks up, mm -hmm. you know, and then... While and she's then winning her second her major they're breaking up yeah well in the middle of her second major and then since then she's kind of like she's in our eyes been more successful because she's living off of that reputation but her results have been kind of not good you know so everyone views her as this like big superstar but this year besides australia she hasn't really had that great of success so be interesting to see if she's able to kind of get it back on track is she you know, a dominant player that's going to be, you know, in semifinals and finals all the time, or she's just another name that we uh, discussed as having a shot to win every tournament every week, you know, one of the crowd. Right. Here's why I'll give her a slight benefit now, Brett, is because now we're at hardcore season where she's done very well in the past. So maybe she is just somebody that's going to struggle with clay and, and the grass court season she's not really adjusted to yet. But this is where I want to see her because she won the last two Hardcourt majors, she has a chance now to to back it up with a mass with a uh, with a deep run at Toronto, and uh, see if she can go forward. So I want to see and and look, she's been snake bitten by players in the past, but she gets up for big matches. So if she gets Serena again, I think she will be engaged for that one. I would like to see it. And and and, and another thing before we talk about some matchups, Brett, is that Serena has said that she needs more big match experience. So I think she's actually looking forward to playing Osaka. You know, she's gotten to a lot of finals and tournaments, finals and majors, and hasn't gotten the job done. So I think she's looking for another rep in her quest for another major title. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think Serena would probably welcome that matchup too, just because she probably wants to beat the best to win here, and it would be a little bit of a revenge and. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Osaka's a really good hardcore player, so this would be this is like kind of a big three or four weeks here for her, you know, through the U.S. Open, just to see like if she can kind of right the ship on uh, on her year and and kind of reestablish herself as like one of the dominant WCA players. So, Brett, before we move to the guys here on uh, at the Rogers Cup preview here on the Money Mitch Effect, do you have any matchups coming up or maybe down the road you'd like from a gambling standpoint? Uh, I mean, you know, I'd like. Like we were talking, I'd love to see Serena and Osaka. Um, I mean, it depends if Halep can get out of that section. Halep versus Kuzi would be kind of interesting. But, I mean, you know, you don't know the lines to any of these matchups. Yeah. Um, that's tough. I mean, Andrescu Burtons would be fun just because their games are 
kind of different, but they're also built very similar physically. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, Kuzi two to one. Kuzi two to one now tonight against Vekic. So something to maybe consider there. Uh, For sure, Vekic played a long three setter yesterday. I think that is one to consider. I think. I, I mentioned it. I think Kontovic, I don't know what that line is. Pliskova could be a tricky one. Pliskova had a three-setter. They're going to play tomorrow in their third round. And Kontovic got a retirement, so didn't have to even play two full sets against Suarez Navarro. That could be one. And just forecasting down the road the upset potential. Uh, you mentioned a player like Ostapenko. She could get Halep, maybe a, a tired Halep or, or someone like that. I think that could be good, too. So it's yeah. tough to look at, but... If it's Torino Osaka, I'm really curious. What would you guess that line's going to be at? Uh, I think they'll probably make it like Serena minus 135 or something like that. Mm. Like, I feel like it's close to a pick them, but they would probably give it to Serena just because of the the name recognition and, I don't know, something That's, like that. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I think Serena will be a favorite. Maybe not that big, but it uh, should be one. We're going to do uh, picks at the end here, but we'll do – Men's preview here now. Brett Connors on the Money Mitch Effect. Rogers Cup. They're in Montreal, and it is a Masters tournament for for the fellas. No Federer, no Djokovic. Other big names out. Del Potro not back yet as well, but still some big names in this tournament, including Rafael Nadal, who, as we record this now, did take the first set in an entertaining tie break and is up a break looking to put that match away against Dan Evans. But Nadal won here last year. He's doesn't really have the best track record of uh, hard courts uh, in the last year or so, having trouble finishing some of the tournaments. But I look at it this way, Brett. It's almost like this tournament is his best form on hard court because it's the first one. He hasn't had that wear and tear yet. So from a gambling standpoint, this is as good a look as you're going to get at Nadal winning a hard court tournament, I would say, including the U.S. Open. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think not having Djokovic and Federer there like definitely helps. And, you know, I think uh, I think he might just only play this tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, I might, he, he might play this tournament. I think he plays the first one just because he wants to see how it affects his, you know, his knees yeah. and his Same body. Same last year. And, yep. And then, you know, if, if he does well and he feels good about his game, he, then he shuts it down into the U.S. Open. And, and then if he loses early, maybe he enters next week, you know. I kind of think it's one of those things. But, yeah, I mean, it's you know, not having those two guys in the draw, I mean, he's probably, he's probably the favorite to win the tournament. You got to think. Um, but yeah, I think he can make a run. I mean, he won here last year. He beat Tissy Poss in the final and Tissy Poss made that great run. You know, it's a team's the two seed. you know, I mean, if you see his team in the final, I think he'd favor Nadal there. Team's mm-hmm. got a tough, tough first match. He plays Shappy tonight. Yeah. So that, that should be an interesting match. I just think Nadal, the one knock, I mean, he's an all-time great, still at a high level, but the one knock on him rightfully has been that he's had his injury issues on the hard court, whether that's style or whether that's wear and tear or getting to this late in the season. So, yeah, he's only going to play one tournament, and I think you got to watch his health as these things progress, and if he might be saving something for the U.S. Open, maybe he doesn't go that full-bore Nadal, but still, yes, clearly clearly the favorite. Looking at the potential draw, uh, the quarterfinal is where he'd see either probably pay, probably Chorich or Fognini, which could be tricky, but looks like a clear shot to the semis. Uh, the semifinal seed projection would be Sitsipas, Sitsipas, Nishikori, the 4-5 matchup. You have Batista Gut, Mofiz is in there, Diego Schwartzman. 
Sitsipas lost in the semifinals to Kyrgios at the City Open, Brett. And uh, we're starting to, I don't want to say see a negative trend, but Sitsipas has had some issues in some of these matches that have gotten tight late. Do you, do you think it's a little alarming? It's, it's almost like he's gotten to points in matches where he should take over and he hasn't really gotten the job done. Yeah, I was, you know, kind of thinking about this because I'm, I'm a big Sitsipas guy, and you're right. Like, he kind of flamed out at the French. He lost first round at Wimbledon, lost in that ma- in that big match against Kyrgios. You know, he's kind of, I, I think, he's he's definitely still ahead of schedule. I mean, he's so young. I think that we're just our expectations on him have, have maybe surpassed where he's at a little bit for the first time, where he was, like, you know, exceeding our expectations for the last year. Um, and now he's just, you know, he's a 20-year-old dude who's making quarters and, and semis and, you know, maybe not winning those matches consistently yet. But, yeah, you're right, though. I mean, it is a little disturbing. Like, he, last week in Washington, he's worrying about his shoes. Like, his shoes are giving him a big problem. Like, you figure you're, you would have your gear in order before you even walk out right. on court. So, to, like, have this big dramatic display over his shoelaces and his shoes. And, yeah, I don't know, that was kind of weird. I just think he's at a point where he's starting to have to sustain some success, you know, and, and, and I say this about all athletes. We talked about it with the women's tour, especially, but it's one thing to just arrive on the scene. Look at a guy like Taylor Fritz now, who's had to battle back and is now back in a, you know, a career high rank at 25. When you crack that top 50, top 40, it sits buses in the top five now. Okay. Now it's harder to win matches that you were expected to win guys realize what your game is all about they've seen the film on you and they know that beating you can be a stepping stone for them now instead of the other way around so I think that's part of it I think he's just got to tighten up some parts of his game and some parts of his approach like you mentioned the shoes and stuff but he still plays at such a high level and he still fights which is the encouraging thing is that he's not tanking and he's not completely flaming out of matches he just needs to tighten some stuff up so I have uh, high hopes for him I know he's a finalist here and the draw, at least to the semis, is, is very promising as well. The uh, the match against the Polish kid, Hercox, is is tricky. Hercox just beat Fritz, but he's somebody that I think should be good. If he gets Monfils, that's an entertaining match. I think we all want to see is him versus Monfils. And uh, Nishikori is another one, too, that you know just beats who's in front of him, who he's supposed to beat, has trouble at that next level. But he's somebody that could, could make it all the way to the semifinals, too. So kind of an intriguing uh, section here. For sure, yeah. I mean, Monfils, he would be awesome. But oh, her catch yeah. is sneak, sneaky good, man. Her catch has a lot of kind of big upset wins yeah. this year. Took I mean, a set-off Joker at Wimbledon, too. Yeah, took a set-off Joker. I mean, he beat, he beat Nishikori, like, back-to-back earlier in the year, two tournaments in a row. So, yeah, I mean, Foss is kind of my favorite guy along. I mean, I love Kyrgios, too, but he's frustrating at times, you know, like mm-hmm. to to get so excited for him last week and then to see him, you know, you almost knew he was going to come in here and lose. I mean, you're like, there's no way he's, uh, cele- you know, yeah. he's been ce- celebrating for two nights after a win. There's no way he's going to come in here and be able to continue that, like, that play. And we talk about how Kyrgios has his breakdowns. What was that, about a towel? About not having the right colored towel on the court? I mean, it yeah. almost is like he's looking for something to just set him off. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what, I, that's what I was saying in Washington last week. I was, he almost looks for one person in the audience who's against him and then uses that as an excuse to, like, you know, tank instead of, like, looking for the one guy in the audience who's for him and, like, using that as motivation to, like, go through hell to, to try and win the match. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's crazy. It seems yeah. like he does. Yeah. Kyrgios is, is very tough to figure out, always dangerous, but always it seems like unreliable. We also can't forget about the Abizic guy, Roberto Batista Goot, back from his bachelor party and ready to play some tennis. So we'll see what he has as well. <laughs> we'll see what he has as well. But Brett, uh, right. the bottom half of the draw has some fun matchups too. Catching off for Stan. That's going to be later today. That should be a yeah, good that one. Yeah, little, that little section right there is good. Fun. Stan's the favorite right now in that match on the on the site. So um, if you like Stan in that one, he is actually a favorite. The Canadian one versus two. Felix versus Raonic is another good one. And that that's to get to the third round. The third round in the bottom, or the, just below them, is Bajasvili versus Zverev. Zverev trying to still figure out his game. And Bajasvili is just a thumper out there. But I like this section. I think you have fun matchups. You have a fun quarterfinal, regardless of what it is. Why do you think? What do you think, Brett shakes out here? Yeah, this is a fun section. I mean, like that catching off Warinka, FAA, Roundage. Like if FAA and Warinka got through there, that could be fun. Or even catching off FAA. Um, yeah, Basquash really could give Zverev trouble. I, I'm. I don't know what to think about Zverev. Like he just keeps being the three seed and the, and a high seed at all these tournaments. But I don't know. He's just. He's not winning them. He's not doing as well as you think he would. Um, my guy, Christian Garin, plays Isner. That could kind mm. of be interesting, even though everyone thinks he's a clay quarter. Supposedly, if you ask him, his favorite surface is hard court. So that's a little surprising. But that match at the bottom, Shapovalov and team tonight, two yeah. one-handers, that should, be, that should be pretty fun. And uh, team's not that big a fave. Team's only minus 165. Yeah, you get that Canadian bump too, and it's real. That the fans are, are Canadian tennis fans are some of the best, and this is their tournament. So when they see their guys in there, I, I think they go absolutely crazy. Felix actually from near the Montreal area, so he's been getting the fan support as well. Team better be careful, but uh, we'll see. I mean, Chilich is down there too. Won some matches in uh, in DC, starting to kind of get back to form as well. So this should be fun. I'm excited to see how this all shakes out. Brad, I think it's time to... Uh, well, actually, before we make our picks, are there any other betting matchups you like or you're looking at uh, that could be fruitful, let's say? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just from today on the men's side, not much. I mean, I, I kind of think that the, uh, the team the team match is kind of... That would be a fun one to almost live bet. Just because it's close, you know, it's not a huge favor one way or the other. Maybe wait and see what happens someone goes down a break it might be uh fun to get on it but i kind of like faa over roundage mm-hmm. plus 125 like we've talked about before he's pretty good against some big servers so faa could be a little value there but i don't know what do you think faa i like that and if he wins and it's him Zverev, it might be one to just you know we we mentioned that that could be you know he's he's made the semis already of a masters this year so he's in canada the crowd's going nuts uh, Team Shappy actually scares me a little bit. I think that's, for me, a stay away because I don't know what you're going to get uh, as much as I like Shappy. He struggled. Uh, I would say as well that I think Stan is about what he should be. I actually expect him to win that match. Catching been a little unreliable and a little inconsistent. So those are the ones I'm looking yeah. at. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. if it if If we can get... If we can get Stan Felix in one of them versus Verov, I think that's pretty good. But on the other side, um, I think Isner Isner should beat Garan. We'll see. I mean, I don't know if he's ready for that kind of serving, but 
Medvedev, Medvedev's consistent, right? I mean, he, he keeps making some runs at these tournaments. He's up to number, I think, nine in the world. Yeah, man. Medvedev's good. I mean, he's really good. You watch him, and he doesn't seem like he should move as good as he does. He's tall, and he's kind of lanky, but he's good, man. He's solid on both sides. He's got a really good backhand. He's really, he serves really hard. and Like you said, man, he just keeps coming. He's, he's seated eighth here. He's ninth in the world, and you know, it seems like he's just going to keep getting better. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up as only we can, Brett, with some picks. Who do you think wins these Rogers Cups tournaments for the men and the women? For the men, uh, it's tough, man. I, I think Roth is going to be pretty good. I think we might get Roth with Sitsi in the semi, a little rematch of the final last year. And on the bottom, let's see, kind of like somebody maybe like, I like Medvedev, man. I think it, he has Edmund today. That's kind of a little tough match coming off since he just made the final in Washington. Usually if you go deep the week before, it's tough to go again. But I think he could maybe sneak through there. And I don't know. Maybe somebody like maybe Zverev. I'll go okay. Zverev. Medvedev, Zverev, and Sissy Nadal. And then I'll take uh, I'll take Nadal to repeat. Nadal to repeat. Nadal will beat. Nadal over Zverev. Oh, okay. Zverev finding this game. Yeah. I'll go with Nadal as well. It's hard for me to pick against him to win this thing, um, especially coming back on the hard courts and, and really getting back to, to shape. He hasn't really done much but train coming up, so I think he's going to win as well. Um, on the women's side, who do you think wins? The women, that's little more difficult yeah you can say that <laughs> you can say that again yeah um i don't know i'm gonna keep sticking with my serena i picked her at wimbledon she came up a match short so i'll say serena serena will beat plishkova in the final to win rogers cup for the women this might come back to bite me but i'm gonna say osaka gets <laughs> back to the top I'll okay i'll win this one uh let's see over, I'm going to say, might as well, might as well get creative in the final. I think she wins it over. I think she wins it over Svitolina. I think Svitolina Ooh. gets to the final. Yeah, yeah. Gem's I mean, life. Gem's life, and then Osaka. It's great. We can have Mulfiens there, there, and everything. Uh, you know what? And on the men's side, I didn't give a finalist. I'll, I'll say, getting to the Rogers Cup final in a dream matchup. I'm going to put Felix there because I want to see it. Nice. I'd like, like to that. see it, man. It's possible. It could happen, but maybe it's wishful thinking. Um, but, hey, why not, right? Yeah, I'd love to see it, man. I love uh, love Felix's game, so he's a lot of fun to watch. All right, Brett, fun. We could catch you on Bed Connors with some picks daily. Thanks for coming on the Money Mitch Effect. And uh, we're almost there. A couple more tournaments, and we got our last major of the year. Nice money. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck out there, everybody.